strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Robin. And I'm Jen. And today's episode is about Tarare, the <laughs> hungriest man in history. Okay. I'm like, I thought you said Ferrari for a second. Tarare. Okay. It's also it's supposed to be French. I was like, Tarare. Tarare. Yeah, but this the is man with like, a giant tapeworm. Uh, uh, maybe. No one knows. <laughs> I don't know. That's my. I have no idea. Cold guess. Well, when I first started doing research, I was like, I, I'm reading all of these things about his entire life. I'm like, dude, just had a tapeworm. But it gets into details on what it could have been, but nothing was actually really diagnosed. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh my god, is this the guy who eats the children? Maybe. Oh my god, it is. Holy There's shit. There's no full proof. I know, but but yeah. maybe he ate children. Maybe. Yeah, yeah he was really hungry. Uh, yes. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the happiness in your eyes is very, very exciting. I, I should not have happiness in my eyes when talking about a man who possibly ate children. Oh, your eyes popped, lady. I know. I'm uh, I'm slightly embarrassed, but we're all aware. Like a, pop like a cork. If you're here with us, you know that we like weird shit and weird history and... It's even better when you can actually, you know the thing that the person's going to say, and you're like, I know this. I swear I know this. Absolutely. So, Terari was a walking manifestation of one of the seven deadly sins. According to contemporary accounts and medical records, his insatiable appetite and gluttony caused him to ingest live animals and human remains for substance. He was even suspected of kidnapping and devouring a toddler. It's not okay. Why are we <laughs> laughing? I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. We're bad. So with, with a large sort of lipless mouth filled with stained teeth, Terari was known to eat anything, like quirks, stones, live animals, including his favorite snakes. Like You most, like to eat the snakes live? Yes. Ooh, wiggles, wiggles. <laughs> like most competitive binge eaters, Terari was tiny in stature, weighing no more than 100 pounds. So he's like the Kobayashi. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> like, Nathan, hot dogs, eat your heart out. Oh, my Lord. Despite all of his intake, he was never able to gain any weight. When he didn't eat and his stomach was empty, it was loosely descended to the point that he could wrap it around his waist like a skin belt. Ooh. When he was full, it inflated like someone who was at least nine months pregnant. His hair was thin and his mouth was known to be able to hold as much as a dozen eggs and hung slack to create premature jawbones. He was born around 1772 in a rural countryside town in France. At an early age, he was known to eat his body weight in cow meat within a 24-hour period. I mean, I've always said that maybe I could, but I'm well aware that I can barely eat a 14-ounce steak. Never going to take in the over 200 pounds that I weigh. <laughs> so sadly, this got him kicked out of his home since his family could no longer support his eating habits. That was when he became a successful street performer known by his stage name of, of Tarare and moved around in a caravan filled with criminal misfits. What was his talent? <laughs> Eating random crap. I think he, what did he just, he was like, hey guys, I'm just going to eat this like, oh, rat. Look, yeah, look at this rat and look at this fork. And hey, that's a nice pocket watch. Want to watch me eat it? <laughs> like I know. Everything and anything. Hey, Holy wowzers. that's a beautiful child. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so people are just like throwing coins at him mm. for like eating like, hey, I bet you won't eat this cork. Hey, I bet you won't eat this piece yeah. of papyrus. Or, <laughs> or he has a satchel full of things that he's like, I bet you I can eat this rabbit or I bet you I can, you know, whatever it is. Disgusting. After years of touring the country, begging for food, he became an opening act for a snake oil peddler before he took off to Paris to perform as a solo act. 
He once collapsed mid-performance with what was later discovered to be internal obstruction, which required <laughs> you think <laughs> which required his audience to carry him to a nearby hospital. After being treated with laxatives, he offered to demonstrate his talents by eating the surgeon's pocket watch. The surgeon agreed, but only under the condition that he was able to cut Tarari open to retrieve it back. Tarari declined. He's like, sir, I will eat your pocket watch, but I will not allow you to perform surgery on me. Never mind. And I guess that surgeon just wasn't willing to wait around to get it out of the butt. Barely 20 years old, Tarari joined the French Revolutionary Army, where a respected military surgeon named Dr. Pierre-Francois Percy took an interest in Tarari and his glutton appetite. Unable to live on the army's rations alone, he began doing odd jobs around the base for other soldiers in exchange for their rations. And when that didn't work, he ate food scraps and dunghills. So what's a dunghill? A dunghill, if you wanted to know, is where there is no exact sewer mechanism. Oh, so it's just a pile of shit? Like it's just where dirt. the dudes poop and cover it in, yeah. in dirt. Mm-hmm. Like when a dog poops and they like back their like yeah. legs up mm-hmm. and like put and the dirt. And some over. of them also include garbage and everything like that. So it's everything that was created there and it was thrown into the. So cell. he's just like literally anything organic and organic just mm-hmm. into the mall, into the the lipless, <laughs> lifeless, cavernous slack. mall. Yeah, jaw, gross. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Trying to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. (laughs) Podcasts on yeah, podcast homecast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. After all of his efforts, he surrendered to exhaustion and was admitted to a military hospital under the care of Doctor Percy. Even being granted quadruple rations failed to satisfy his hunger. Tari began to eat out of the garbage, steal food from other patients, and even chow down on hospital supplies like bandages and swabs. Psychological testing found that even though Tari was different, he was otherwise sane. I mean, he certainly has like, I mean, you've heard of pica, right? Mm-hmm. That's like where the people eat dirt or like sand or. Yep. But to need so much. I know. The volume. The sheer volume. The volume. And you're such a small guy. Volume. It's like the gentleman you talked about when we did the Barnum and Bailey circus. Oh, yeah. The skinny guy. Yeah. Skeleton guy. The human skeleton. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So Percy's medical reports described Tarari as having bloodshot eyes and was constantly overheated and sweating with a horrible body odor. Thyroid. That was so rancid that he could be smelled from about 20 feet away and the smell only got worse after he ate. 
Dr. Percy described it as being so bad that he could see visible vapors come off his body, which he referred to as stink lines. It's literally like he's a human trash pile. It's like the Muppet Just Show. Walking around and like with the trash yeah. heap. The, the cartoon little stink lines. Yeah. So after eating, he would submit to the itis and pass out. The doctor, Me too. <laughs> the doctor observed him after this happened, making Tari eat a meal made for 15 people to test his limits. Percy continued to do these experiments by feeding him live animals, like a cat, which he drank the blood after he was consuming, an owl, which he regurgitated his fur, and lizards, puppies, snakes, and an entire eel. Percy was fucked up. I uh, I mean, so there, there's certainly two <laughs> Oh, I want to test your limits. This, right? Here, here's a puppy. I want to test. Here's an electric eel. Yeah, it's like. It's like, are you testing his limits for like a scientific experiment or for your are own you pleasure? Honestly, just super curious yeah. and a fucked up dude. I mean, so here's the thing, too. Both. Well, I mean, so you, you cannot not be excited and curious about this phenomenal guy that just walks around and he's like, you know, it's completely fine. But you also have to understand surgeons at this time are pretty much just mm. butchers. In the 1700s? Yeah. Yeah. They're just butchers. So they're like essentially like Ted Bundy hanging out with a living skeleton who can like mm. eat whatever. And he's like, maybe he can eat a live cat. You think he'll eat the live cat? Oh. Uh. He ate it and then drank its blood. The owl is the gross the one because he coughs the fur up. its fur. It gives me like a... Mm. Because that's what, you know, owls do that. They, like, swallow their food and then, then they regurgitate poof. it. It comes out in the pellet. So it's just interesting that he actually made a pellet of an owl. Anyway. Well, it's, it's like, it's sort of like a rabbit, too, right? A rabbit has two stomachs. So it eats, then it poops, then it eats its poop, goes back, circulates to the second stomach, and then poops again. Gross. Circle of life. Bottom opiates, wine vinegar, tobacco pills, and a diet of soft-boiled eggs were the only things that were given to him. But he was still forced to walk the streets to find stray dogs, discarded remains from the slaughterhouse, and to drink the blood of patients who were there being treated for bloodletting. This was all when he was in the hospital. Oh, God. So he's like, people are get, they're getting like the bloodletting and he's like, yep. he's like a human leech. <laughs> he was even caught consuming cadavers from the hospital morgue multiple times. Then, God, Robin, is this true? Are you punking me? No, this is true. Am I getting punk? No, this is true. So he's eating cadavers? Come mm. on, man. What's up with this dude? Then a toddler went missing from the hospital, and Tari was suspected, oh, was chased no. from the premises before disappearing into the city, but no real evidence proved that he actually ate the toddler. So here's the other thing, So the right? poor toddler was missing. So the toddler's okay. missing. It's sad. Super sad. But he doesn't eat bones. No, so, so they didn't evidence. find... Yeah any bones or they clothes. found it in the morgue so you know like there was evidence that he consumed cadavers in the morgue we're aware that he will eat a person but there is no evidence throughout the entire hospital that a child was eaten well and he has never truly killed a person to eat Mm-mm. them before he's only taken advantage of those that are oh. already passed yeah. i mean he will kill a puppy so being a toddler's not a far stretch well, he was giving it to for an experiment, the doctor. The doctor is like, here, eat this. It's like, you don't want to, but you're fucking so hungry. So deranged. So he would never purposely go off after the living. Yeah, it seems like he more went was after forced. trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Months of experiments passed before the military discovered a way to put Tari's unique ability to use. Oh, Lord. He was commissioned as a spy for the French Army of the Rhine. 
His first mission was to secretly carry a document across enemy lines in a place that it could not be easily detected if caught. His digestive system. Hmm. After being paid with a wheelbarrow full of 30 pounds of raw bull viscera, which he ate immediately, which can only imagine, was pretty revolting to the generals and other officers that witnessed it. So, I mean, like, how is he eating all of this raw meat without getting terrible, terrible? Like, he has to be, like, shitting constantly. I hope so. He has to have, like, a constant fever. Yeah, he's always hot. He's always hot and he's always sweating. He always looks very, very, yeah. But, I mean, he has to be, like, infected. (laughs) With multiple things, maybe. So many things. So many bacterias. So he swallowed a wooden box <sighs> containing a document that would pass through his system completely intact and to be delivered to a high-ranking prisoners of war in Prussia. Okay. Not sure that this guy was a great choice for being a spy since you can smell his odor from 20 feet away and he eats from the garbage, but yeah. Good choice, guys. I mean, I guess there are, you know, limited options. You can smell the guy. Well, I mean, but that's also... <laughs> Exactly. Who would ever think that he'd be a spy? That smell was a spy hidden in the yeah. trees. Mm-hmm. Good point. So after crossing Prussia lines under the cover of darkness, disguised as a German peasant, Terrari, not being able to speak German, was caught, beaten, and put in prison. Reasonable. After 24 hours of captivity, he relented and explained the scheme to his captors. He was chained to a latrine, and eventually, 30 hours after he swallowed the wooden box, it emerged. The captors were angry about the documents that were found inside the box, and Tarari was taken to the gallows, and a noose was then placed around his neck. At the last minute, the captors gave in, and he was taken down from the scaffold, given a severe beating, and then was forced to go through a psychological torment of mock execution before being returned back to France. In 1798, Percy is later contacted by a physician of Versailles Hospital by the request of a patient on their deathbed. It was Tarari. It seems that he was brought to death's door by a golden fork that he had swallowed two years previous that was now lodged inside of him. It had been four years since Percy had seen Terari and hoped that he could save his life by removing the fork. Unfortunately, it was not a fork that was killing him, but instead it was the end stage of tuberculosis. And within the month, Terari had passed. (laughs) He died of tuberculosis. Shut your mouth. So a cop- That's so crazy. <laughs> Somebody can literally eat bacteria all day and night, dead animals, rotten flesh, actual poop, perhaps a toddler. Many snakes. But tuberculosis. That's what gets him. The great. golden fork just took him to the hospital, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Shut up. Like, eh, so we're crazy. Done. Oh, I can't. So a colleague was a little curious about Charlie's condition and wanted to inspect his corpse. However... Fellow surgeons refused to partake, and it quickly became a race against the clock as the body began to rot rapidly. Because he was literally a shit heap. <laughs> it was like, He's a shit like, we need to get shit done. So findings from the autopsy revealed that Trari possessed a shockingly wide esophagus, which allowed viewers to look directly from his open mouth right into his stomach. Crazy. His He's th- a boa constrictor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Yes. He's a boa constrictor. He loved to eat snakes because he was one. Oh, he's a Slytherin. He de- definitely. Sorry. <laughs> Pottermore sorting, he definitely goes Slytherin. So his stomach was extremely large and lined with ulcers. His body was full of pus. His liver and gallbladder was ab- abnormally large. And the fork was never found. It wasn't the fork. It wasn't the fork because there was no fork. The fork is a lie. 
So what was the cause of Terari's insatiable hunger? In short, no one really knows. Thyroid. <laughs> I mean, when contemporary medical procedures of the time included drinking raw mercury to clear out head demons, it really shouldn't be a surprise that there was no suitable diagnosis or treatment at that time. Reasonable, yeah. I mean, m- medicine was ridiculous. There are at some this theories. Point. There are some theories, though. There was even doubt that his medical records were even true, but they were considered credible enough for that time. Percy writes that, in quotes, he says, it can be broken down by category. He didn't suffer from psychosis, so he was completely aware and cognitive, but that doesn't rule out hyperactivity of hormones or dysfunction of components of the brain. His sense that would let him know that he was full and damaged. Yes. If he underwent a brain study... He would have probably been identified as having an enlarged hypothalamus. Yeah. How do you say that? Hypothalamus. Oh, I was right. Cool. But he also probably had hyperthyroid. He would, yeah, because like his actual metabolism would have had to have mm-hmm. been so fast. Otherwise, he would have been fucking I huge. Know. So as you know, the hypothalamus, whatever, it regulates the body's temperature. So as I was saying throughout the whole thing is that he was always hot. The hypothalamus, so- <laughs> running hot. And it always was responsible for causing the sense of hunger. Yeah. So he was constantly overheated and dire of search of food. Plus, he was also suspected of having a case of pica. Yeah. And pica? Pica. And you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Which is the which caused the eating of non-edible objects. Yeah. Since Tari was also eating raw meat, it seems that he might have had a parasite as well, which can explain why he was never able to gain any weight. I mean, all of these things would make him not be able to gain weight, right? But like, does the poor eat, guy have everything? Pro- I mean, so all of them probably led to each other, right? So if he does have this like wild hypothalamus and he's running hot all the time and his metabolism's so kicked up, and then has- I would imagine also with his thyroid just running hot, yeah, all the time that he's always hot, he's always hungry, so he never gains weight, so he keeps eating, right? Then he starts to run out of things to eat. But the hunger remains, and then he starts to eat the inedible objects and the mm-hmm. rotten food. So then the eating of the inedible objects and the rotten food lead to the parasites. So I think it's all of those three. I think it has to be. Well, there's also studies about, besides the hyperthyroidism, uh, which can cause the excessive appetite and sweating, there is also Prader-Willi syndrome, a condition which causes constant hunger even for non-edible items. Extreme iron deficiency, which can cause cravings for the same things. I mean, yeah, he also ate blood, so that is very know, possible. Yeah. But I th- I do think, um, I don't know, probably some combination of all of them. They also said that or or any of the combinations could also induce his cannibalistic tendencies. Whatever the cause, it may be easy to ridicule Terari and label him as a monster, but it would be more accurate to categorize him as a case study. He did not ask for this condition, and there is no telling how he personally felt about the grotesque actions that it pushed him to commit. Imagine a hunger so agonizing that it pushes you to consume anything and everything to satisfy it. I can't. I'm hangry often. I can't imagine. This is torture. I mean, like, I've always been chubby, and I thought that was torture, but being hungry all the time. and like, Being hungry all the time. Being so hungry that I would just eat a barrel of rotten cow intestines makes me want to vomit so hard, Robin. And it's it's upsetting because... He's so hungry he has to consume that because, well, that was one of the things that was given to him, right? So he eats this and then he, in that moment is euphoria of, of a sense of fullness in one moment 
right? So he's just like, oh, and it, it's just, it's comforting and it's helping him. And then boom, 20 minutes later, he's like, and I'm on to the next. Where's the next like 50 pounds of meat that I need to consume? Gross. But it's just sad that he has to go through this. He's not asking for it. He was born this way. And in fact, it was so bad that his parents had to kick him out because they couldn't keep up with all of his food rations. So, and then military and everything like that. But this poor guy had to go through extreme measures to satisfy his hunger. So that is the gluttonous story of Terare, the walking manifestation of one of the seven deadly sins. Just another notorious narrative. That one really almost made me vomit, Robin. If you enjoy our episodes, you can also go to patreon.com slash notorious narratives, where you can access exclusive content. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to be notified when a new episode is available. Keep it weird and never stop exploring.